Texas Rangers Clubhouse for Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Get started right now. We've got Hall of Fame tracker information. I've got some thoughts on the next TV play-by-play person for the Texas Rangers. Couple Rangers got paid very well for the bonus pool. We'll tell you what that is and who got paid and how much. And maybe another surprise or two next here on the Texas Rangers Clubhouse. Hey everybody, my name is Jeff Bates, the Texas Rangers Clubhouse, where we talk about the Texas Rangers, Major League Baseball, the Hall of Fame, play-by-play announcers, bonus pool arbitration for pre-arbitration players. Did I say that right? We've got lots to talk about. Let's start with the Hall of Fame. Ryan Thibodeau, who is not Mr. Tibbs over on Twitter or X, I guess it's X now, we should just call it X, does a great job tracking the Hall of Fame votes. Currently, there's only about 7% of the ballots that we know that have been made public that he has got found, produced, created, whatever. And you should follow him if you care about this at not Mr. Tibbs on X. I don't know him, but I follow him. He's great. I'll tell you the six people that I would vote for. If you're a voter for, and I'm not, if you're a voter for the Hall of Fame, you get to vote for up to 10, as little as zero, every year. And we'll talk about who is, well, right now we're going to talk about who would make it if the voting was done. Three people are currently over the threshold of 75%. Our own Adrian Beltre, currently with 7% of the ballots in, no one's not voted for him. 100% of the people have voted for Adrian Beltre. He's going to get in. Todd Helton is currently at 88.9%. Looks good for him. Joe Mauer, 85.2%. Those are the only three that currently would make it. But again, we're only at 7% of the ballots known so far. Close to that, Billy Wagner. He threw some smoke. He's at 74.1%. So he's got a decent chance. Right now, he's just under 1% under the threshold also close in with the chance we've got a couple people sheffield at 70.4 percent andrew jones at 66.7 percent and carlos beltron at 63 percent a little under them you got ugly at 56 percent a rod at 40 percent manny at 37 percent and it drops pretty heavily from there i personally would vote for six people on this ballot my votes would be adrian beltre one of my all-time favorite players. One of the greatest defensive third basemen of all time. Oh, and by the way, he has 3,000 3, hits and, 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 and. One of the great players ever. One of the uh, icons of the Rangers organization. It's going to be a good time. I very much hope he puts a Ranger hat on in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure he will. It's not going to be a Red Sox. It's not going to be a Mariner. I doubt it would be a Dodger. He's going to be a, a Ranger in the Hall of Fame forever. And that excites me very much. 100% so far. Again, only 7% of the ballots in. He would get my vote. Also, who would get my vote? Todd Helton would. I've, I've gone back and forth on him, honestly. He was elite defensively. All right. But you know what really threw it over for me? He hit better on the road than he did at home. He's got some stats that show that he was better on the road than he was in Coors Field. That's pretty nuts. I mean, what's the reason to keep him out that he played at Coors? Two things. One, I don't think you should. It's not his fault he played there. And two, he was better on the road. I mean, I I just, he was great. He was also the backup quarterback to Peyton Manning at Tennessee, which is just a fun trivia nugget about him. But I I think he was a Hall of Famer. I do. It's hard for me. I don't want the Hall of Fame to be the Hall of really good or the Hall of even great. I want it to be the Hall of awesome, the Hall of Fame. So it's hard for me to, um, I don't think everyone should be getting in the Hall of Fame, but I do think Todd Elton has a pretty good case. The next guy who would be making it would be Maurer at 85.2%. 
I'm going to make some of my good friends mad at this one. I just don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Peak level, he was really, really good. You know, there's two ways to look at greatness in baseball, in my opinion. It's peak level. Think Sandy Kopax, right? Um, the guys who had really, really, really good years. And then there's that longevity thing. You know, Barry Bonds hit for a long time. Um, Joe Maurer had a really, really good few years. Now, it's hard to be a catcher and play for a long time at a high level. Of course, there's going to be a dip. I just think, though, I don't think Joe Maurer was one of the greats. He was really, really, really good. He's a Minnesota, no doubt, but I just don't think he's a baseball Hall of Famer. My vote would not go to Joe Maurer. The next guy on the list, Billy Wagner, I also wouldn't vote for. I really like Billy Wagner. I mean, if you're talking about unhittable, I mean, probably as unhittable as anyone who's ever played the game. Could have kept playing. Had a really good year last year for the Braves. I heard this morning um, he was in a bullpen in Atlanta his last year with, uh, I think, a young rookie named Craig Kimbrell. Could be two Hall of Fame relievers, but I wouldn't put him in there. And I just, I don't think that many relievers should make it. I don't think it's that valuable of a position to have a whole bunch of people in. I'm not saying the Mariano Rivera's and Trevor Hoffman shouldn't be in there. They should. But I think... It, you got to be really, really at the top of your reliever game to be there. And Billy Wagner was. You can make an argument for him. Again, he's at 74.1%, so just under the 75% threshold that you need. But for he's not quite a Hall of Famer, but he was really, really good. Next, Gary Sheffield at 70.4%. He'd get my vote. I just think that for a very long time, he was one of the most feared hitters in baseball. I I, I look at that guy as a Hall of Famer. I love what he's doing post career by the way helping out kids in baseball that has nothing to do with if you should vote for him for the hall of fame but i think gary sheffield was a hall of famer i think what reason one of the reasons he's not going to make it if he doesn't is he played for a whole bunch of teams and i think that people still look at that negatively i think that people still want you to be a brooks robinson and play for a team the same team for a long time sheffield definitely didn't do that also he had a bad rap for being a bad guy early on in his career i don't know what that was about i think it started when he was with milwaukee as a rookie He's a good guy. Everything I've read, everything I've seen, I, I like him. Um, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he was uh, one of the most feared bats in the game for a very long time. This next guy I've also changed my mind on. For a while, I wasn't so sure that Andrew Jones should get in. He was the best defensive center fielder in the game. His first 10 years in baseball, everyone knew he was a Hall of Famer. He had a very early career. He started, I mean, he had a World Series run before he was even a rookie if i remember correctly andrew jones hit lots of home runs won lots of gold gloves and then he tailed off i think he actually gets hurt for playing so long and for a bunch of teams at the end there as a brave he was unbelievable i've changed my mind on him i think he should be a hall of famer carlos beltran no i wouldn't vote him in he was really really good i really liked him as a player i don't think he's a hall of famer another one i really love chase utley at 56 percent currently loved him big fan of chase utley don't think is Hall of Famer. And then two guys down at 40 and 37%. A-Rod, should he be in the Hall of Fame? This could be a whole video, but yeah, he should. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Obviously, I don't even think there should be an argument. Obviously, there is an argument. I don't think he's ever going to get in. Um, and I think it's a shame. Do I think he's a good guy? No, I, I don't. I don't I don't think there's I think there's evidence that shows that he's probably not the best guy to hang around with. But A-Rod's a Hall of Famer. I don't know how you can have a Hall of Fame and not have Alex Rodriguez in it. And I get the argument and the steroids thing. He paid his price. He, he was suspended for over a year. A-Rod's one of the greatest players ever. And I think the same of Manny Ramirez. Boy, this guy was entertaining. He one of the most feared right-handed bats ever in the game. 37% to me is insane. I don't get it. I don't understand how he's not a Hall of Famer. Again, I, I, I get the argument. I just don't agree with the argument about the steroids thing. I think it's ridiculous. 
A-Rod, Manny, and frankly, Roger Clemens, who's not on the ballot, should be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bond should be in the Hall of Fame. This is a whole video, I know, but uh, my votes would be Beltre, Helton, Sheffield, Jones, A-Rod, Manny. Again, right now, Beltre, Helton, and Maurer are over the threshold of 75%. Wagner, Sheffield, and Jones, and even Beltron are pretty darn close. We need a new play-by-play -play guy here in Texas. CJ is gone. You can watch my video I put out. CJ, bye-bye. He's now in Atlanta, and good for him. He's an Atlanta um, resident. He lives there. Um, I liked him. Uh, on Twitter, he's kind of getting crushed. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm glad he's gone. At least as many of those as, as I am going to miss him, maybe even more. I don't get it. Um, Awful Announcing, which I don't really like the name of that um, blog website, had them, them being Dave Raymond and CJ Nikowski, ranked as 21 out of 30 this year, their highest ranking in their ranking of local TV broadcasts. I don't know how they do the ranking. I didn't dive into it too much. And I'm not in 30 different cities listening to 30 different play-by-play -play guys, but I like CJ. I still like CJ. I listen to him almost daily on Sirius XM uh, MLB radio. I think he does a great job there. I think he's a really, really smart guy. I think he's a funny guy. I liked him a lot. I think, I think I was sad when I heard the news. I think we're going to be um, less <laughs> entertained than we were. And I, I'll be honest with you. I have a high bar for announcing. I'm from Southern California. I grew up on Vin's. Um, I was a Dodger fan as a kid. Vin Scully is the voice of my dreams. I loved the man. Um, I loved the announcer. San Diego didn't have nearly as good announcers as the Dodgers did, but I grew up in San Diego. You know, names like Jerry Coleman and um, Dave Campbell and even Ted Leitner. Um, I really like what they're doing now with uh, Mud Grant, uh, Mark Grant out there and um, Don Orsilio. I think I'm, I hope I'm saying his name right. I think the Padres have a, a good team there now. Um, but I don't get to hear a lot of the teams like who does, right? Who's local in all 30 cities. Nobody is. I like what we've got here. I think that CJ and Dave were great. Here are the names that I've heard as replacements. Dave Valley, who's done a couple of games, I thought did a, a fine job. David Murphy, boy, I loved him as a ball player. One of my first favorite Rangers when I first moved out here 10 or 12 years ago. He's done a few games and done a great job. Jared Sandler, who's more on the radio side, but it's done a few TV games. Mike Bassick, um, 105.3 The Fan, just like Sandler is. Um, uh, Pre-game, post-game show, uh, former Ranger. That's fun. Uh, I've heard the name Derek Holland thrown out there. Uh, never done anything. I'm pretty sure I follow him on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm pretty sure I saw him uh, working out just yesterday. I think he's still keeping the dream alive and wants to play. Uh, but Derek Holland is an interesting name. Steve Bouchel, who's part of the um, pre-game and post-game, seen his name out there. Michael Young and Ian Kisler. I've seen that a few times. There was an article today I read, and I've seen it on Twitter a couple times. Uh, Michael Young is part of the um, executive team for the Rangers and Ian Kinsler certainly involved with the team names I haven't seen oh I, I've also seen the name Josh Lewin out there on on Twitter X a lot of people want to bring him back name I haven't seen mentioned but I should see Emily Jones I love Emily Jones I think she does a great job I think she'd do a good job um in the booth I think she's fun I think people want it to be a former ball player um and people are a little weird on the female thing in the in the um press box i don't mind i don't care if you know the game what do i care and emily jones knows the game and um i like her i like her very very much so those are the names for me maddie vaskurgeon be a name that i would throw in there um he's i guess he does some of the angel games obviously he does uh hot stove in the mornings and the and the um off season over on mlb network so he's part of the mlb network team he did sunday night baseball for a while um, I think he must live out in Anaheim. I don't know that for a fact, but I know he was a Southern California guy for a while. 
Um, he's done the Padres. I think he did the Brewers. And I think he lives, uh, certainly they broadcast from the East Coast for the MLB Network right now. So I don't know where he lives. I, I'm positive it's not Texas, but I would love Matty Vaskirgin. I don't know his contract status, but I think he's great. The names that are on the list that I think they're, I would go with, Jared Sandler would be my number one. I think he's great now. I like most of the names on here, so no, nothing negative about anybody here, but um, Jared Sandler would be my first choice. I think Jared does a great job. He's very entertaining. I love him on Twitter slash X. If you don't follow him, you're crazy. I love him on the pregames, postgame shows. I love him when he's on 105.3 The Fan. I've really, I liked him from the beginning when I started hearing him on 105.3 The Fan, and I just like him more every time he talks. I think he is my number one choice. If I had a hundred dollars to um, put on anybody, I would put like 95 of them on Jared. That's how much I want him to be there. Um, Derek Holland would be my second choice. I love Derek Holland. I have no idea if he'd want the job. I'm a fan of Derek Holland big time. He is funny. He knows the game. He would be entertaining very much like Mud Grant is in San Diego. Derek Holland, like, I don't know anything, but I suspect would not be interested because I think he's, I mean, I saw him throw on social media yesterday, the day before. He's recovering from his arm surgery. So I think he's keeping the dream alive. I think he still wants to pitch in Major League Baseball. And who's to tell him no, man? I My 53-year-old butt wishes I could still play ball. <laughs> um, I, I will never, ever, ever tell somebody to hang it up earlier than they want to. That said, Derek Holland would be amazing. I would love that. And my third choice would be uh, Matty Vaskirgin, who I don't know if he's available. So um, Jared Sandler, I hope he gets the job. If he doesn't get the job, I hope it's Dutch Holland. And if it's somebody who's nobody's thinking of, Matty Vaskirgin would be my choice. Let me know who you want to be. The next play-by-play -play guy with Dave Raymond. Um, I liked what they had. I'm going to miss CJ. And again, the Dave Valley, the David Murphy, the Mike Basket, Bassix, Macklemore, Bouchelle, Young, Kinsler, Josh Lewin. Emily Jones, I would like all of them. I think they're all above average at the very, very worst. I think they're all good. They would all be great. Who knows? There might be some names out there that we know about. We don't know about, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the play-by-play -play booth for the Texas Rangers in 2024 and beyond. Texas Rangers made some money yesterday. The bonus pool is an interesting thing. The bonus part of the CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement, uh, Major League Baseball has in place is people who players who are not quite arbitration eligible yet. There's a big pool of money. Julio Rodriguez got the most, which is interesting because he's already signed a long-term contract and he got paid pretty well. But we had four Texas Rangers get paid. I saw it reported yesterday. I don't know when they get the money, if they've already gotten the money or whatever. Uh, a couple articles popped up and I saw some stuff on Twitter. Let's start with Jonah Heim. So the, it's an interesting way to um, pay out players. Let me see if I have the information here. Well, I don't want to bore you with that. You get paid for awards, so MVP, second MVP, third MVP, fourth MVP, the awards. Uh, Cy Young, I think, Rookie of the Year, I think. So the higher you rate on those um, awards, the more you get paid. Also, there's a, a war, a wins above replacement stat. The higher you rank on that, the more money you get in the pool. It's pretty confusing. Regardless, four of our Rangers are getting paid. Jonah Heim, who is not... Uh, he will be a free agent in 2070. He made 746, about 746 thousand dollars in salary this year. Bonus pool money over a million dollars. 1.06, 1 million 60 thousand dollars in bonus. That's 
like 35% more than he got paid the whole year. So Jonah, who was making just under $750,000, got just over a million dollars in a bonus. Congrats to you, my friend. I'm a big fan of Jonah. I like the catcher. I like the hitter. I like the man. I like the family guy. I love that he loves being a dad. Um, love following him and his family on social media. I'm happy for this guy. And, and I hope we I hope we lock him up for a long time. Here's the good news. He won't be a free agent until 2027. So um, we're, we're in good shape there. Um, second, all MLB uh, behind Adley Rushman. Um, threw out more uh, better, better percentage of throwing out base runners than anybody. His bat was feared as much as any catcher in Major League Baseball. We've got one of the top one or two or three catchers in all of baseball in Jonah Heim here in Texas. And he got paid out of the bonus pool. Next three guys, uh, Dunning, Young, and Tavares. We'll start with Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning will also be a free agent in 2070. Also got about $740,000, $742,000 in salary. His bonus a little bit less than Jonah's $447,000, which still nothing to seize at. Makes uh, his $742,000 bumps up over a million dollars for the year. So good for you, Dane. Dane was uh, the pitcher of the year for the Rangers. The um, amazing year. We would not have got where we got. We would not be getting rings for those guys if Dane Dunning wasn't on our team. And again, he won't be a free agent until 2027. Lucky us. Josh Young, I thought, was the best rookie in the American League. I get it. There was a lot of good rookies this year, and they've got that Gunnar Henderson kid that everybody loves. There was a couple kids in Boston that had a good year, and Young got hurt. But for my money, Josh Young, well, we don't go to the World Series without him either. The obviousness of how much hurt for, what was that, about a month or three weeks or whatever when Josh Young was injured, and that's when the Rangers hit the skids, should be obvious to everyone. Josh Young is a key cog in the Texas Rangers defense and offense. He got paid last year about $720,000. He's not even not free agent now, not even arbitration eligible until 2026, and he still got paid $721,000 in salary last year and kicks it up over a million after this bonus, 362k in bonus money for Josh Young. He's a millionaire. Look at you, kid. Good for you, kid. I am excited for him. I'm excited for the Rangers. What a future we have there at third base. And now maybe he's our fourth outfielder now, Evan Carter playing in center, meaning Tavares is going to be our fourth outfielder if Wyatt Langford goes to left. I actually think we should probably pump the brakes on that. I think Wyatt Langford probably doesn't start on opening day. Leody Tavares should have been an all-star. The all-star break, I thought he was an all-star. He got paid $733,000 last year. He won't be a free agent until 2028. Everybody talks about him first in trades, him and Justin Foscue, the prospect are the names that we hear the most. I think it would be a mistake. I think we should hold on to Leody. I mean, who knows what you can get back? I mean, never say never, but... Tavares is a really, really good player. Underrated, frankly. And he got paid $733,000 last year, like I said. He won't be a free agent until 28, so we have control for him for a long time. And he also got paid out of the bonus pool $336,000, taking his money to up over a million this year. Good for them. So the bonus pool, four guys in Texas. Jonah Heim, $1.06 million. Dunning, $447K. Josh Young, 362K and Leody Tavares, 336K. Four arbitration bonus pool recipients for the Texas Rangers. Now, last but not least, we've got mail. Before I open the mail, or as I open the mail, let me tell you, I am unapologetically a big Clayton Kershaw fan. He is my um, one of my favorite players. I, I've been a Dodger fan for years. I moved out here to Texas a few years ago. I'm a Texas Ranger fan now. And all this talk about should Clayton Kershaw come to the Rangers, I think is crazy. Of course he should come here. If we could get him, and I'm not saying I think he should or he will, but the talk, 
um, is nuts. As Rangers fans, I see people on Twitter not wanting Clayton Kershaw. I don't understand that at all. He's a great pitcher. He had a great year last year. He would be a huge addition to us for the stretch run next year if we'd get him. Who knows if it'll happen? I'm a fan of him, the pitcher, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, but I'm also a fan of him, the man. Him and his wife have a great foundation called the Kershaw Challenge, and I bought a hat. They had a sale, and I bought a Kershaw Live hat. Uh, can I put it over the Rangers hat? No, that looks ridiculous. I'll change it. Um, does it fit right out of the thing? It's a little tight. I'll have to fix the back. But Kershaw Challenge, don't know about it. You should check it out. Check it out on Twitter. Give them some love if you're looking for somebody to donate to the end of the year here. Uh, as many people do, it's certainly a good one. I, I run, a run, run a non-profit. Kershaw has his challenge, uh, his uh, foundation. And I wanted to show that off. Clayton Kershaw, Kershaw Challenge. They have a ping pong tournament in Dodger Stadium every year. Maybe post uh, career, he'll bring it here to Arlington. Wouldn't that be fun? That's the Texas Clubhouse today. Hall of Fame tracker. Beltray's at 100%. Next TV play-by-play person here in Texas. That'll be interesting. The bonus pool payments for Rangers get paid. And I had uh, a little bit of mail I wanted to show off. Clayton Kershaw, Kershaw Challenge hat. Casey Live. Anyway, that's the Texas Rangers Clubhouse for today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Have the best day ever. See you next time. Go Rangers. This has been the Texas Rangers Clubhouse. My name is Jeff Bates. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Please subscribe, like, share, or whatever it is you do here on social media. Appreciate you. Go Rangers.